Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. My guest today on Dad Up is Mark Simon. Mark has been active in the social media world with his own dad community. He is the founder of Acti Dad, the awesome dad show. The purpose of the show, similar to my show, is to inspire, entertain, and educate fathers. Mark has been making a difference in helping dads out there, and I am certain you will enjoy our conversation about our own roles as dads and how we have productive and meaningful relationships with our kids. Please welcome Mark Savant to Dad Up. Well, Mark, thank you very much for joining me on Dad Up today. I appreciate it. I look forward to uh, our conversation. Obviously, I know a little bit about you. You know a little bit about me, and I just kind of want to get an idea of your dad experiences. So uh, thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. Glad to be here, Brian. Cool. Uh, let's do this for listeners that don't know much about you. I know uh, you got a you got a great platform, and I wanted to get them to be able to find you and all that stuff. So, tell my listeners a little bit about you, your story, kind of your background, how many kids you had. Sure. My name's Mark Savant. I started Act a Dad about a little over a year ago. I'm married to my beautiful wife for over five years. We've been together over ten. I have a three and a half year old daughter and a son who's going to be turning one in May. I started Act Dad and it's evolved over time. But right now, the goal of Act Dad is to inspire, entertain, and educate fathers. And I do so through various different platforms. I'm on all the social media platforms. I host a podcast and a YouTube show called The Awesome Dad Show, where I interview everyone from Super Bowl champions to presidential candidates, celebrities, doctors, just a lot of really awesome people. And the goal of that show, Brian, similarly to what you're doing, is to to say, hey, most dads are not going to read a book on parenting, right? Right. Um, but they right. might listen to their hero and they might be inspired by their mm-hmm. hero. And the other challenge, I think, Brian, is that there are just not that many resources for fathers. There's a lot of stuff for moms out there that I found when I became a dad. But I said, hey, we need to find something that's cool, that's fun for fathers, and that's tackling very difficult concepts. And so that's what I'm trying to do with the Awesome Dad Show. Cool. Yeah, I, I'm along the same lines. Um, I'm much further along in my dad career um, than you are. My boys are grown. But you know, one of the ways that... Actually, the only way that I could find to be a great dad or the tool to be a great dad is just to be involved. That was they're what you're right. There's not a whole lot of material out there. It's all about moms and how to how to bring up you know babies and toddlers and all that kind of stuff. And and there just wasn't for dads. And so my only thing that I could fall on was just, I just got to make sure I'm involved. And yeah. um, so now that my kids are grown, uh, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, how can I give back now? I have I have more time available now. I'm almost uh, approaching empty nester. What what can I do to give back? And this is the idea that that. I thought of. And I looked up other podcasts and other shows and stuff. And I thought, okay, they're really making a difference of talking to people and interviewing people to get experiences uh, and ideas from other dads to teach these new dads. And um, I thought that's a great idea. So well, one um, of the things doing- I think that's, that's important too, Brian, is everybody's journey is different, right? There's no one right way to parent. And every father is dealing with different issues, whether it's right. A, my all sorts of different issues, right? Whether it's grief or the passing of a loved one or divorce or athletics or all these different issues. So one of the things that I've also developed is this large Facebook community, mm-hmm. not just on Facebook, but a large uh, community of fathers. And I'm constantly being asked these questions that I don't know the answer to. I've got a three and right. a half year old. I don't know how to deal with a kid that's on drugs in their, in their teens. Like right. I'm, not, I'm not there yet. But what I can do is I can say, hey, 
I'm not an expert. I haven't dealt with this personally, but here's a few different episodes. I interviewed these, these different fathers. Oh, you're dealing with the passing of a loved one here. I, I interviewed Trent Dilfer on my show and this is a nice right. excerpt. Go, go check that out. And I think it's been a really powerful tool for me as I try to assist fathers and give dads more resources. I can say, hey, listen or watch this episode and see if you can take value away from that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Very important. Right. What's, much, what's the most challenging thing you faced as a dad? Well, Brian, I think that the most challenging part of being a father is also the most important. It's the, it's the most important characteristic of a good father. And, and that's patience. Right. It's patience. Because your kids are going to be pushing you to the brink on a daily basis, right? Whether it's they won't eat their meal or they're waking up too early or they won't go to bed, <clears throat> whatever the challenge is, it's patience. And it's mm-hmm. really easy to, to lose that. The other day, I was having my morning coffee out on the porch and I was responding to some emails, responding to some DMs, just engaging with my community on the ActiveAd platform. And I'm on the porch, my daughter's there playing quietly. And all of a sudden, I get smacked in the head with a, with a foam noodle. I'm like, hey, please, Adeline, stop. Please stop. Just, I'm, I'm busy over here. Five seconds go by and then I get whacked in the leg with, a, right. with, a, with another object. I'm like, hey, Addy, you know, daddy's in the middle of something. Give me a few minutes, okay? 10 seconds later, I get hit in the, be- the head with a, with a ball and I'm like, I stand up. I'm ready to just like yell at right. her. You're like, ah. And then I realize that she just wants my attention. Put the phone down for a few minutes. Let's, let's be present. Let's pay attention. And let's exercise patience. But patience, I think, is the most important but most challenging part of fatherhood. Yeah, and the and the funny thing about that is she, you probably give her your attention for about five minutes, and then she'll get bored of you and move on. So, right, <laughs> we're I not mean, there, we're, we're not there yet. But you know, I think that's another thing that's important about parenting is there's different phases as your kids mm-hmm. go older. There's just these different phases, and so you have to adapt. And that's another reason why I think the Awesome Dad Show has been so important is because it's a learning experience for me. Like I said, I don't know how to deal with a teenager who's in love or whatever, but I've got dozens and dozens of episodes so I can kind of go back to that in the future and, and pull from that, that, that really important information that I've heard. Right. And, and a lot of these concepts, a lot of things are changing in the world, but mm-hmm. a lot of concepts are tried and true, whether it's, again, whether it's grief counseling or handling a kid who's addicted to some sort of you know, substance or to porn right. or, or whatever. But a lot of these concepts are tried and true, so they're, they're kind of timeless in a way. I don't have to worry about, you know, how has the Instagram a- algorithm changed in the last three years? No, it's, you know, being a parent has a lot of core principles that I think are important. Right. What do you enjoy most about being a dad? For, well, for me, I think it's, it's really just having someone that just adores you, at least at this stage in, in life. You know, my daughter, just, I, I just love spending time with her. She's so much fun. She, mm-hmm. she brings youth back to me. I feel like it's a fountain of youth in a way because we can go to the zoo and we can see a tiger and it's like I'm seeing a tiger for right. the first time, right? I'm seeing a tiger for the first time through her eyes and that amazement when she gets to see how large an elephant is. Yeah. And for me, it's, it's about kind of living not vicariously in that I want to be successful through her, but I get to live life all over again. It's like the first time you've ridden a bike. And for me, that's kind of a really exciting thing is living these life experiences all over again. Right. It's been really cool. Yeah. You know, my boys are, they're older, but 21 and 18 year old, my wife and I uh, miss those times. And we talk about that often about, you know, just, just simple things like going to the zoo. My, my boys would never be interested in going to the zoo. So, um, yeah, we've talked about just going to the zoo, just the two of us. But, um, 
what about uh, what about sports? Um, is she going to get into sports? Is she interested or are kind of showing She's, an interest? And, and look, I'm a huge fan of team sports. I think there's a ton of value. I played team sports growing up. I interview a lot of professional athletes on my show. She's played soccer. We got her into soccer when she was really young. And we've done some soccer. She's kind of in and out. Like she'll be really excited about going to soccer. And then halfway through soccer practice, she just wants to go play on the playground. Keeping kids focused, keeping a toddler focused on one thing is very, very difficult. Right. <laughs> they're right. excited for five minutes and then they're off rolling in the net or chasing right. the butterflies and the dragonflies. So right. team sports, I think, is important. For me, it's just about, and this is something that I got from an interview with Jordan Palmer on the show that was really profound. He said, look, I want my kid to be involved in as many things as possible so I can find out what they love and what they're better at than anyone else before everyone else. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I try to apply that, just try to say, Hey, what does she love? I'm not going to force my passions on her. She's really into dance. I'm not big into dance, but she loves dancing. And so we, we get her into dance class and then, well, maybe she'll like gymnastics. Let's try that. Let's just keep trying different things until we find what our kids really, really love and enjoy. Every kid's different. Now, what about coaching? You going to coach at all? I, yeah, so I did coach my daughter's soccer team. It's kind of funny. When I first signed her up for soccer, I was like, I want to be the only coach on the team. I'm going to have this plan. I'm going to keep all the kids in line, and I'm going to go out there motivated, and we're going to have a great team. I learned about two minutes into my first practice that I was so glad that I had co-coaches because <laughs> we're not, it was, it, you know, I was coaching for this I-9 soccer league and they send out this, this lesson plan, this practice plan. Of, okay. You're going to line them up in two lines and then you're going to say go and they're going to pass it to one another and then they're going to kick it and they're going to dribble around the cones. That didn't happen. <laughs> we ended up playing freeze tag and red light, green light most of the right. time. I, I mean, if I could teach them how to go and to stop, that's like, you know, that's, yeah. that's a win in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, I, I, I coach my boys their whole lives, uh, ever since they were little league, little, little league, flag football, basketball. Um, I coached them their whole life. I was, I was their coach on 90% of their teams. And, and my younger son who, who's about to graduate high school, um, I was even the assistant varsity coach on his basketball team. So it just, it gave me the opportunity to spend as much time as I could with them. Uh, my older son, he was ready for me to retire when he got into high school. He didn't want me helping out uh, coaching in high school. Uh, my younger son was, you know, he didn't care either way. So uh, it just gave me selfishly, I wanted that time with them. So uh, that, that was super important to me. But you're right. I, I can remember to this day the first time that I coached the very first little league team when my son, my older son was four years old. And I remember driving to the first game and I was so nervous. Yeah. I told my wife, because back then, 18 years ago, back then, there wasn't a whole lot on you know YouTube and all that for um, coaching tools. There was some, picked up some ideas, but a lot of the ideas that I got were from other coaches that already had experience. Kind of like this platform, we're learning from other dads that have already had the experience. Yeah. Yeah, so I was super nervous. I can remember it to like like it was yesterday. I was so nervous, but um, well, that's cool. Yeah, if you can continue to doing that, uh, continue coaching as much as possible as long as your uh, your time permits. Um, I certainly certainly recommend that. Now, how did your life change, Mark, when you became a dad? Well, it changed a lot. I mean, I think for me, one of the most profound things was your your brain kind of shifts from being selfish, worrying about yourself and your own right. needs to being more selfless. I, I'm going to worry about this tiny human being. And it's kind of interesting, Brian, throughout that process, this, this thing, this ancient 
uh, trigger in the back of my brain kind of went off and I said, hey, well, part of that, part of being a father is making sure that you can provide. And you need to, this is one of the biggest challenges I think dads have is you, you get so focused on providing for everyone around you, for your employees, your spouse, your kids, your family, your community, that a lot of dads forget to take care of themselves. And I think that for a couple years or so, I, I got so caught up in everyone else and I stopped kind of worrying about my own happiness, my own satisfaction. And so I think that's, that could be a really dangerous thing. That's why you see that men, I think, and, and I think that's why you see a lot of men dealing with depression and suicide. Suicide rates among men is much higher. And I think that, again, a lot of that goes, hey, we've got all this pressure to provide for everyone. And it's, it's so hard providing emotionally, spiritually, physically, financially, that it can be kind of overwhelming. I remember one time, Brian, we were at this Chinese restaurant and I got into an argument with the server because she couldn't give me what I wanted. It was probably a little rude. She was like, she didn't have like a certain type of rice. Like I couldn't get fried rice with my meal. I was really upset about that, which is the average day. But I realized that I'm upset with her because I'm upset with myself. I'm not happy on the inside. I need to figure out how I can get happy so that I can provide for those around me. And it's, 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 a really, it's really easy to kind of slip into that, providing for everyone else and forgetting to provide mm-hmm. for yourself. Yeah, you absolutely have to. Um, I mean, you can't be 100% at your best if you're not at least focused a little bit on yourself. Yeah. Um, whether, it's, whether it's health, uh, even, even other things outside of the home, whether it's health, career, you cannot be 100% uh, an effective father, leader, and husband. If you're not taking care of yourself, so yeah, you're you're absolutely right. Now, you gotta, um, and you got to find ways to do that, right? One of the big right. things I find, one of the core things that I look for and act at is saying, "Hey, what are the things that I love to do, and how can I bring my kids along on that journey? Or what are things that my kids love to do that I can enjoy also?" And that's where you can really maximize your time because time is one of the biggest bottlenecks that we have as fathers, right? You know, we, we lose, you're, you're trying to provide for everyone and yourself. Like you just, there's not enough time in the day. So one of the things that I really preach is being clear about your priorities and saying, Hey, let's define this. Is something I, I challenge all the fathers and, and people that I'm, I'm working with saying, Hey, write down all the things that you love to do that take up your time. Not necessarily even that you love to do, but let's, let's try to get our priorities straight. Write down a list. It could be 50 different items of the things that are taking up your time. And let's, let's knock it down to like your top three to five priorities. What are your top priorities? Is it family, fitness? Is it business? What, what are your top five priorities? And then start phasing out stuff that's maybe not in line. There are things that I really enjoy doing that are not part of my life now because I can't fit them into my top five priorities. I think that's right. an important exercise to go through. No, you're absolutely right. And, and one of the other things that you have to do um, when you're talking about spending quality time with your family or your kids, you have to schedule it. Um, so it's it's no different than um, you picking the top three to five things in your life that you're going to spend the majority of your time working on: fitness, health, family, kids, um, home, career. You know those kind of things. But you have to schedule things too. You schedule times to work out. You schedule times that you have to go to work, um, but you have to schedule the time with your kids too. And you have to schedule the time with your wife. You have to schedule date nights. You have to schedule play dates. Those things are important. If you don't, they're going to get the little piece of the schedule at the very end that's left over and there may not be any. Yeah, I generally um, tend to, to schedule all of Saturday to, to family time, right? So Saturday daytime is we're going out doing an activity with the kids. Although with the COVID-19, we're 
cooped up in the house. Mm-hmm. Saturday all day would be, hey, we're going to go out. We're going to do an activity or go on an adventure. It's going to be a fun day. And then Saturday night is date night with my wife, right? So right. Saturday is blocked off. Um, and, you know, Sunday daytime is typically blocked off too. But Sunday evenings, all the week, like I, I use the Calendly app because I'm doing a lot of interviews right. with people like this, interviews for my show, clients that want to be, you know, want consultation on how to use social media and digital media. Like I've got all these different things going on. So I use the Calendly app to kind of manage that all, but by block off certain points of time to make sure that my priorities are being met. That's right. Very, very important. I agree. When it comes to dealing with your kids, you have young children. And as they grow in disciplining your children, uh, the discipline style will change. But how do you and your wife currently um, handle the discipline in your household? Well, so you got to find what works for you and what works for your kids. I do a mix of a lot of different things. Time out is probably the primary one that we do saying, hey, you're you're out of control. (laughs) You're you're out of control. You're in timeout. Right. You need to go sit over there in the corner. The other thing that we might do is, and I picked this up from my interview with Dr. Warren Farrell, which was really, really smart. But let's say we're doing an activity. My kids, we're doing an activity and she's not acting right. Like maybe we're, we're wrestling and she's, she's biting or she's hitting with an object or something. Uh, you get one warning, no more of that. And then the next time it happens, playtime's over. We're not playing this game anymore. The game's over. So there need to be consequences for actions. You know, you set, hey, you set the expectation. This is the rule. And, and you, you cannot go back on that rule. Right. Kids are just going to push you and push you and push you. It's like a test of saying, how far can I push things? As a father, you have to set the rule and stay by it. The other thing that kids will, will really try to push you on is dessert. Like, I ate most of my dinner. Yeah, but you didn't eat any of your peas. You need to eat every single pea if you want dessert. Uh, because the second you you start negotiating going back on that requirement is the second to say, ooh, you know, I, I actually don't, dad is actually flexible on this. No, I, I don't, I'm not flexible. I say, hey, this is the rule. You stick by it or there's some sort of consequence. One of the things that I find is as a parent and a husband is uh, you and your spouse have to be on the same page too, right? You guys have to, if one parent says this is this is the rule, this is how it's going to be to their child, that parent has to back them up. And if and if there's things you guys disagree on, one of the things that you have to keep in mind is you can't try to confront the other parent in front of the children. You have to move to another room. You have to go discuss it later um, to try to come to a mutual agreement. Do you find the same uh, with you guys? Yeah, it's definitely true. You, you you're a team. And I mean, this again is something that applies across many platforms, but you praise publicly and you rebuke privately. Right. And in the case of your wife, you're not rebuking your wife, but you might say, hey, the way that you handled this situation, I, I don't know that I like the way this was handled. How can we improve this for next time? Right. I agree. I agree. Now, how are you guys dealing with, um, you, know, you guys are kind of stuck in the house. How are you dealing? Has your parenting style changed to being kind of stuck in the house uh, through this whole situation we're going through right now? Well. I wouldn't necessarily say that the parenting style has changed, but our life has changed tremendously. Right. I mean, we've been in the house for almost two weeks straight, and we were a very active family. I mean, my platform is Actadad. It's about going out, going on adventures, seeing new things, having new experiences. And I would say for sure, we're watching a lot more TV, a lot more movie time than historically was the case. We used to not just I used to be very kind of against TV and movies, but when you're cooped up in the house all day, there's just not, you're just very limited. 
but we're, we're finding ways to get through it. A lot of arts and crafts type of stuff. We live right next to a park. So I'll take the kids out to the park. There's, it's abandoned. There's nobody there. So we'll go running through the park or fly our drone, just different things like that. But I'm definitely much more lenient on the media side of things than I, than right. I typically am. I just, you know, too many kids yeah. turn into vegetables. <laughs> you just, you put a, a tablet in front of them and they're just completely not there. They're zoned out. And I, I don't, particularly like that. So we, yeah. try, we try to avoid that under normal circumstances, but now we've been much more lenient. We're probably doubling or tripling our television consumption time because we're cooped up in the house. Right. Yeah. It's one of the things I, I talked about on an interview the other day. Um, I asked kind of a similar question. And, and um, one of the things that I found is, is look, my, my kids aren't real big video gamer kids. They have the PlayStations and the Xboxes. They don't spend a whole lot of time on it. They're usually out with friends doing stuff because they're older. Um, but right now, I don't care what they do on their video games. If they want to play video games all day. Uh, right now, I don't really care if they're out spending hours on in playing video games because yeah. they're going to go crazy. So you just kind of have to have that flexibility right now. We have to understand that we're in, we're in a really unique time. So we have to, uh, we have to give that flexibility for them. And um, the other thing is, is um, this is a good time to interact with our kids right? It's a good time to talk to our kids more. A lot of dads or even moms for that matter uh, may have careers that they're trying to focus on at home. But at the same time, you're still at home with your kids. Spend some time talking to them, spend some time communicating and kind of use this time to even get to know your kids even more. It'll help, it'll help provide more of the uh, trust and uh, they know that, hey, mom and dad have always been there for me and, and I know I can go, there, go to them now uh, in a time of need. Yeah, I think you really want to focus on listening, I think, is the thing that a lot of fathers particularly, we're always telling and coaching and helping. Sometimes you just got to sit back and listen. So that's something that I think all fathers can do a little bit more of is listening. Right. That's yeah, it's you're you're absolutely right. Um, and I heard somebody say once, you have two two ears and one mouth, use them accordingly, right? Yeah. So, well, if you had to give advice to a new dad, now you're I, I kind of consider you fairly new dad. Um, uh, but if you had to give advice to a new dad, what would what would that advice be? Be present, be patient, and keep challenging yourself. Don't get stuck in this rut of wake up, go to work, come home go to sleep, like mm-hmm. challenge yourself, find ways to continue, continuously challenge yourself. Cause that's, that's how I believe you can be happy and satisfied is challenging yourself and overcoming those challenges. And quite frankly, moving into the next five, 10, 15, 20 years, it is absolutely vital that you're learning new skills. If you're not learning new skills, you, you could find yourself obsolete. The world is moving very quickly. So keep mm-hmm. challenging yourself. I agree. And one of the things that uh, you have to keep in mind, especially uh, when you have young kids, is your parenting styles and the way you handle things will definitely change, right? Yeah. And like you said, there's, there isn't a whole lot of material out there that, that you can really lean on for guidance in these different times. So the, the real important part of being a dad is trying to learn and, and, and grow through experiences of other dads. So that's one of the reasons why you and I do these platforms, right? So we can have these experiences uh, and, and teach these experiences to other dads out there. And the other thing is, is a lot of dads will go off of the experiences of their own father. And those experiences might not be the best thing to lean on. So we have to be aware of that. Well, cool. What would you hope that your kids would say about you, Mark? He paid attention. I think that's, that's what I would say. He, he paid attention. He was there. You know, I think if you pay attention to your kids... 
the rest will fall into place. You know, most, most every parent loves their kids very deeply. So if you pay attention, the rest will, the rest will take care of itself. Yeah. It's one of the things that, that I take pride in as a dad. I know that my kids can never say that I didn't pay attention or I wasn't involved. That's one thing they can never, ever say. Pay attention, being involved. Uh, I agree with you. That's cool. Now, Mark, I mean, you know, you talked about the platforms and all that, but if they wanted to look you up, learn a little bit more about you, where can they find you? And then also, what do you got going on this year? I know we're kind of stuck right now, but what do you got going on this year? Sure. So you can find me at ActedAd across basically every platform, whether it's podcast, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn. So yeah, the ActedAd, the Awesome Dad Show has been blowing up. I've got a ton of good interviews. I mean, I was just at the Dad2 conference. I got a chance to speak there. And help provide value to all the fathers there. So there's some, some really great things going on. It's just really, really cool. It's really special, Brian. I'm getting messaged every day from fathers like, I love this episode that you did with Trent. Or I love this episode that you did with Steve. And it's, it's just really cool to see it manifest itself and to grow. It's, just, it's a really special time for me with Actidad. And the, the second thing that I kind of mentioned as well is I've started, because of my experience in, in developing this platform, I've had a lot of people reach out to me and say, Hey, Mark, how are you executing on Instagram? How do you launch a podcast? We were earlier talking about, hey, how do we use Zoom to record great episodes? And so I've started this secondary platform called Mark Savant Media that just addresses all these questions. So as I start getting common questions, I make a YouTube video about it, put that together. And I'm really excited about that. I actually just had a local business reach out to me and, and ask about running their social media campaign and their marketing. So Cool. That's something that I'm, I'm very excited about. I'm very passionate about the importance of using digital media to reach people, the importance mm-hmm. of leveraging digital media to magnify your message. And I'm, I'm just excited to help people learn how to do that more effectively. One of these days, I can't wait to get to one of those um, uh, Dad2 summits. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know anything about those. And uh, so when I saw some of the, some of the dads that I follow, um, I saw them posting stuff about it. I was like, wow, I wish I'd have known about it. I didn't even, I didn't even know it existed. So I will definitely be at the next one. So uh, you and I will be able to have a chance to meet, maybe grab a cup of coffee or lunch or something. Yeah, but, that'd be um, cool. I really appreciate you, Mark. I really appreciate all you're doing. You're doing great things out there. Um, I had a lot of fun with this and um, I look forward to what you and I can do together in the future. So I appreciate it very much. Thanks for joining me on Dad Up. Thanks for having me. A lot of fun, Brian. Thank you again for Mark talking with me on Data. Mark is doing great things with his various platforms and you will learn a lot from his guests. Please make sure you check out the Awesome Dad Show. I look forward to working with Mark in the future. I believe both our shows are making a serious positive impact on dad's lives. Thank you as always for listening to the show. And as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing and talking about it. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions for guests, or would like to be a guest yourself, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at CoachBWard or email me at dadutribe at gmail.com. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Dad Up.